0: this satellite sisters podcast is brought to you by audible please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters for your free audiobook download hi this is julie this is liz this
1: is sheila this is monica this is leanne we are the satellite sisters you are listening to satellite sisters to go You're listening to
0: Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. It is Tuesday, September 23rd, 2014. I'm here with my usual Tuesday sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Jewel. Welcome back. Hey, Leon! I'm happy to be back. Glad to be back on the show. And I've got some great news about my new granddaughter that I want to share with you. All right. And we have some, we have quite a show today. We have some fantastic social science news. We're going to tell you about dads in the empty nest and why delaying adulthood might be a good idea. Just don't tell your twenty-something kids if they're hanging around. Julie, (laughs) uh, you have some. What do you have? You have wedding food trends and fall fashion. Fall fashion trends, Leanne. Brought
2: to you by our good friends, those girls at Chicos. I've got some statements for you,
0: Leanne, that I know you can make. (laughs) Okay. And then let's face it, people. I mean, I've been waiting twenty years for that episode of Outlander. The what? wedding episode, we've got Sister Satchnatch. That episode was rated M for Mature, but I'm afraid we're going to be a little immature when we talk about it. Don't you think, Jewel? <laughs> so just,
2: ooh, ooh, I'm getting hot flashes right now, <laughs> Liam.
0: So ooh. just hang on for that. Uh, but first, Julie, you were in Brooklyn last week. You were on Nana duty. You have a new granddaughter, Josephine. How'd it go? How was the whole operation?
2: Leanne, I'm happy to report that uh, Josephine is doing well and her parents are doing well. Slightly stunned. The parents are still slightly (laughs) stunned by the whole thing. But they, everybody, we had a very, very good week. And she's a she's adorable and as you know, and a great baby. So I enjoyed it. But Leanne, you remember mom came to help. Helped me when I had uh, my my sons, and helped and came to help you when you had your sons. And she would come on assignment. Remember? Yes. She'd show yes. up with her suitcase loaded with food, and uh, but her first rule every time she came on assignment to help babysit was try not to break anything, right? That was That's rule number <laughs> yes. one, right? When you go as a Nana, if you're a new grandmother, you know what I'm talking about. You just, you want to go to their house or apartment and you just, you don't want to break anything. Um, mom managed to do that most of the time, right? The disposal, the washing machine, something was always going on the fritz, but I'm happy to say, Leanne, I got in and out of Brooklyn without breaking anything. So- <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Number two, I think you need to talk less when you're on assignment. Like, of course, I have a lot of advice. I mean, uh, you know, I'm happy to give advice. Most people are not happy to receive my advice, but I'm happy to give it. But I was very cautious because I think in particular, this generation of parents, they know everything, Liam. They know everything. You know, they they have watched all the videos. Uh, my son had some Totally new way to calm a baby because he had seen a video uh, on it um, that's supposed to replicate what the baby is like in utero. And so, okay, whatever. If that if that's what he wants to do, you know, for soothing the baby. That's fine. Um, they they just you know they knew everything about pregnancy. They knew everything about childbirth. Uh, they you know they have apps on their phones now, Leon. That that can actually soothe the baby. They're like shushing noises. So really, if you're like. Yes. So if you don't have time to do that, you can just set up (laughs) the phone. Okay, so you can't tell them anything. Okay, so that you just have to keep your mouth, you know, stay low profile. Keep your keep your mouth closed most of the time. Keep the food coming. And that is part of my theme when I when I go to help. You know, I want to make sure that the new mom has is hydrated, that she is, you know, she has, you know, a hot breakfast. I mean, I don't give my husband a hot breakfast. (laughs) I don't eat a hot breakfast, but every day we had French toast or we had eggs, eggs and bacon. We had, we had good meals, and So, um, and I think I try always to be very reassuring, whatever they want to do. That's, I feel like that, you know, you know, you know how it is. It's, you know, you're,
0: you're shaky. Right yeah, you, you are. Yes. Physically, emotionally. Yes. You're just, you're, you're destabilized. The whole experience <laughs> is destabilizing. For
2: both parents, yeah. I think I mean that 's clear, so but I, I you know i um I think it was very successful i think they uh, they both felt like I was a help, and that 's good, but I have to tell you, Leon, if you have not been around babies or baby equipment. Uh, like in the last 10 or 15 years, you may not be aware that there has been a revolution in baby products. I mean, the Swedes and the Germans have taken <laughs> over babies, baby products and they have re-engineered, redesigned everything. Leanne, do you realize now there are glow-in-the-dark pacifiers, okay? Oh, that's yeah. smart. It's, of course it's smart, and <laughs> They've thought of everything. This is what I'm talking about. They have strollers, okay, that have like 40 different positions, that have sun shields, bug nettings. They have Velcro everywhere, except they also have... Um, sections on the stroller that are um, with flaps that have magnets because, you know, Velcro can be very loud and that can wake up a sleeping baby. Oh, gosh. So they, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. They thought of everything. <laughs> you know, now okay. they have moisture strips on the diapers. Now, I'm from the first... My kids were, were in the first generation of di- disposable diapers where the tabs didn't even reseal. <laughs> and, you know, you, you know the public hum- humiliation of like you take, you know, you wanted to check to see if the diaper was dry, you open it up, you can't reseal it. So you take out the duct tape and you, (laughs) and you reattach the diaper with duct tape. And then your toddler would be walking around with duct tape on the, on the diaper. But no more, Leanne, you don't even have to open the diaper because they have like a, a strip. Oh, that's
0: what you mean by moisture strip. I thought it was like a moisturizer. (laughs)
2: No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, they, they probably have that too, Leon. The product pro- proliferation in the diaper aisle is enormous. But they have um they have a s st- color-coded strip. I think the color coding is backwards, but uh, it's yellow if it's dry
0: and blue if it's wet. I get I see what you mean. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I feel
2: like they should they that may be something in the next generation they may want to reverse mm-hmm. but that's just their uh, position. But one of my new favorite things that they have Leanne, and um is something that my daughter-in-law is using right now. It's um it's a nursing pillow. It's called My Breast Friend. Okay, My Friend. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, Leon. And, and what it is now, just imagine you can look
0: it up, but I'm, just, I'm looking uh, it up. That's, I like a pun. I like a breastfeeding pun.
2: My breast friend. Okay. It, imagine you're a cigarette girl at like the Copa Cabana Club. Mm-hmm. So you get this thing. It's like a life preserver you put around your waist, it's fabric coated. Okay. And that it's, it creates like a shelf. So it's very easy to nurse smaller babies, and, and the shelf, because it goes all the way around your waist, it provides you with back support so that you sit up straight when you're nursing. Wow, and you that's
0: sp- quite an apparatus. I'm looking <laughs> yes, at yes. it now. That is that is a flotation device. It's a, it could be used as a <laughs> flotation device. It's a yeah. PFD. It's a
2: personal <laughs> flotation device. Okay, but what I like about my breast friend, it, it comes in in you know uh, fabrics, you know fun prints. They look like they're Mary Mecco prints on on the cover of this. Of course, it's totally washable, but it also has a small pouch and a keychain. So I'm imagining that if you own a my breast friend, they just assume that you're going out on the town with this thing around your waist, so that you're ready to breastfeed at, at any moment. I don't know,
0: Leah. I don't know. But, this right. looks so complicated to get in place with a screaming, crying baby. Is it? No. Is that?
2: No, you just you just slap it on. Do you just leave, wear leave. it around all day? You could wear it around all day, Liam. <laughs> you could, you know, when the UPS man comes to the door, you could have my breast friend on. There you go. <laughs> just put the package right on the shelf. I think it's
0: there the... may be an alternative use for older ladies, too. That's... <laughs> that's i'm just saying okay i see it okay
2: that that is something so that that is but it's just a marvel and it's so great for new moms because so many of these things are so helpful and they're so well designed and they look good and it just it makes everything just a little bit easier and that's good but, on the other hand, Leon, the other big trend in in parenting, and maybe you're
0: aware of this is attachment parenting
2: Have you yes, heard this, yes. Trend?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: this is and uh, this now- was just starting when my kids were little there was you know there was an outcropping of attachment parenting with dr Sears's book, so yeah, yeah, yes. I' believe in it to a certain extent. Yes. I mean, it, you know, it has many benefits mm-hmm. that, you know, it, a closeness
2: to the child, the comfort, the self-esteem, but essentially uh, attachment parenting, as far as I can tell, is you are taking a gunny sack and you're throwing your baby in a gunny sack and you're wearing <sighs> it around all the day.
0: <laughs> Am I right?
2: Okay, I know we're going to get some comments about that, but I mean, that's... Well, fine. it's
0: not a big pram like like uh, Prince no, George no, was in. No, you're no, not there's... getting the pram with that.
2: Ugh. No, you are not. No, you wear it. You are supposed... Because Dr. Sears' book, of course, my son and daughter-in-law have that. Um, and I was reading that this past week. You wear your child. That's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Now, but if you do that, see, this is what I I don't understand, because you have two competing trends. You have the trends in terms of all this product innovation. I mean, Josephine has a play map that has an interactive solar system on it. Okay, so... (laughs) If you're in the gunny sack, you're going to miss out on the solar system. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just so. But at the same time, many, many pediatrician practices in New York are, you know, you know, some are specializing in attachment
0: parenting. (laughs) That
2: must be some waiting
0: room showing up. (laughs) Everybody just draped in the breast friend and the baby. I'm surprised you can wear the baby and the breast friend at the same time. Really I don't know. I
1: don't know. <laughs> it's me,
0: hard. Okay. But so. No, uh, I do. There's a lot to like about it. I mean, yes, you know, so, yes. generally, if you nurse and you decide not to let the baby cry it out and you let the baby sleep in your bed, those are all attachment parenting. Pro- yes. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah.
2: You wear your child. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what, what? you used to do.
0: You did, were you in the generation before baby Beorn's? Did you have a baby Bjorn?
2: I had a baby Bjorn, but we, we didn't like that. Okay. See,
0: I loved it. So I I liked
2: it. It was nice. So no, I'm not, I'm obviously (laughs) I'm suggesting you should be close to your baby, but I also (laughs) am so enamored with like, like they have a swing pod thing. That is, these things are so cool and so beautiful looking and they look like so much fun that I would hate to miss out on that because I have the babies <laughs> in the gummy sack. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying, but this one, it's one grandmother's opinion. Now, Leon, I will say there is one product that I, I do believe needs more work. Okay. And that is the electric breast pump. Have you seen these things? Well, have you?
0: I mean, I had, I think a, I had an electric one.
2: Okay. Right. Okay. Well, that's right. Right. I, that's I, the I sound. Do- they, they they really, they do sound exactly like a small hydraulic fracking rig. Yeah. Uh, they, they're very noisy, okay? And they look like something that maybe it's like some Lady Gaga outfit gone wrong yeah. or something. I mean, I just feel like if we can have like electric cars that don't make any noise... That's we true. should be able to come up with with better electric breast
0: pumps for the moms. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yes, that if does. a car can sneak up on you, a breast pump should be able to sneak up on you. <laughs> exactly. That's a good rule. Okay.
2: Okay. Now Leah, there's one other thing that I want speaking of breast pumps. I, I've heard this now. I have two confirmed reports of this happening in Los Angeles. And uh these are working moms that are in Los Angeles, they have young children, and they need to uh, pump milk while they're working and they're very busy. So they have decided that the best time to do this is while they're commuting, because many of these women have 35, 40 minute commutes, hour commutes, you know, to work. So they have the electric breast pump operating while they're behind the wheels on the 405, Leon. Okay. Have you
0: seen this? No. Are you aware of this? No. Nope. Okay. You have not heard of this? No. Okay. No. Nope. Apparently- You know this... what? People are doing all kinds of things in their cars in LA. It's, yes. it's, it's your sanctuary. You feel like no one can see in the windows. You know, that's why we don't take public transportation so we can be alone in our cars. So, you know, I guess if people can fax in their cars and microwave in their cars, why not pump breast milk in your car? <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, I want you to be on the lookout
2: for this, Leanne, because uh, I think that's something. I mean, I just would hate to. Be- Can you imagine being in an accident, even a fender okay, bender? Okay.
0: Now, now you sound like a grandma. All right, just. <laughs> I mean, they're not naked. They're just. I'm sure. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying.
2: I'm not. I'm just. I would feel
0: badly for them. Again, have you seen what you have to wear the rig for the for the electric breast okay. pump? It's just. The whole the whole situation with pumping your breasts is so de It's very dehumanizing. It's the opposite of breastfeeding. So if people are going to give it a whirl and really try for it, they just want to be supportive, even if I it's do in too. the car. Uh, listen,
2: I, I, am, I totally do. Lily. Okay. Very pro, you, know, you know I'm very pro-nursing. Yes. I, I mean, I just, I think they should make it easier for working moms. That's all I'm going to say. I think the Swedes, the Germans, you need to get to work on the electric breast pump, because that seems to be about the only thing that hasn't been re-engineered yet. I can
0: see that in an Audi. If they have seat heaters, they should just have a built-in breast pump. <laughs> you just pull it right out of the dashboard, attach it, <laughs> go somewhere into your cup holder. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Get to work on that car engineers. Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so it, many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there?
1: See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces.
0: Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we <laughs> And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea.
2: Okay, Leanne. Well, that's it. So um, I just, it was a glorious week. Um, There's... There's, you know, there's nothing so special as as a grandchild. So it was, it was just a wonderful week with Josephine and her parents. They're off to a great start,
0: um, and uh, I hope to get back there soon. Have they called you crying yet since you've left? Forty eight hours ago, thirty six hours no, ago.
2: No, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they did look a little pale. Yeah. Like,
0: well, they're really- always pale, those two. So. <laughs>
2: And skinny, they are. They're the yeah. So the baby's plumping up nicely. Oh, good. Both of them are still pale and skinny. Yes, that's right.
0: All right. I did want to mention a great gift for nanas out there. Uh, one of our listeners, Jill Kennedy, is a writer and illustrator, and she's created a wonderful set of books uh, so you can explain to your children or grandchildren why they were born in the month of December or the month of January or the month of February or the month of March. Each book has its its own each month has its own book, and uh, Jill is doing this effort all on her own. So she did start a Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to put a a link to it at the Satellite Sisters blog where we have the show listings here. If you want to get in on this, if you have a bunch of grandchildren born in a bunch of different months, there are all kinds of levels you can support um, Jill's project and get a whole bunch of books. So, for instance, for $50, you can get five books. So that's a pretty good grandma... Gift, 50 bucks, is- five books. It supports Jill. You know, you can get uh, for a whole set of books $120. So lots of different levels. And um, Jill has posted a few things on the Facebook page, but she didn't want to spam. But these are lovely books. So I'm happy to support that. So go to the Satellite Sisters page for the birth month books, is what she's calling the project. Thanks, Jill, for letting us know about that. All right, Julie, there were a couple of stories in the New York Times this weekend, sort of interesting social science. I thought I would pass along. And the first one, uh, I wanted to mention, um, was, uh, something about, um, You know, the empty nest syndrome, very familiar to Mm -hmm. mothers as their children leave the nest uh, and then they start to question, who am I? What am I doing? Boy, I miss them. What's going on? Well, apparently now, Julie, fathers are feeling the empty nest syndrome more than they ever did before. And they speculate it's because, um, you know, this generation of fathers has spent nearly triple the time with their kids that previous generations have. So that's, that's
2: amazing. That's an amazing statistic. Triple, triple the amount of time. Right. That's, but and so that
0: makes sense
2: that, yes, that they would, you know, because they've been so involved in their children's lives that when they when they finally do get out of the gunny sack and head off to college, um, that you we know, would be. <laughs>
0: well, You're going to hear about oh. that.
3: <laughs> I know. I'm
2: i know but but when they go you know when they you know go
0: off to work or college or
2: whatever that um that you would you know that the dads would miss
0: them too yeah no i hadn't really thought about that because you do think of this as either a a mother issue or a couple issue you know oh as i've been having a lot of discussions with friends now because we're i'm in that age group where a couple of people i know have officially empty nest. They're alone for the first time this year. And I'll ask them, what are you going to do with each other? (laughs) Like, what's going to happen now? And they're like, I don't know. So this, uh, this article in the Times said there are a couple of dangers to this. Liza Mundy is the author. And she said, you know, first of all, 70% of women work outside the home now, 70% of mothers work. Mm -hmm. So what mothers see this as uh, when their kids go off to work is an opportunity really to focus on their careers. Because Ah. finally, it they're not scheduling their work life, around their children. And then that infamous second shift of work where they have Mm -hmm. to come home and do the meals and the cleaning and taking the kids to the doctors. Okay. That, even though fathers have spent more time with their kids, mothers are still picking up, uh, you know, all of that, a lot of that extra work. So women see this as a time of freedom now, like, wow, I can really concentrate on my career. And this is kind of jarring to husbands who see it as, well, now maybe we, I can spend more time with my wife.
3: So mm-hmm.
0: they're also seeing an uptick in divorce, uh, oh, divorce well. rates over for Americans over 50 have doubled since 1990. So, well,
2: I, I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I know of, you know, a number of people, a number of couples, you know, that either they, perhaps they stayed together until the kids went off to college. That that's, that is, that is not uncommon. Or I think a lot of people in their, you know, four, 50s feel like they're going to live to their 90. Right. And if they're not happy with their partner or their spouse and they they feel young and energetic, they decide that they want to may, make those changes. Uh,
0: so there you is, go. That's just a cautionary thing.
2: Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I mean, but there are many empty nesters that find it, um, you know, it's a great time for many people with their marriages because you do can devo- uh, devote more time you know, t- uh, to your spouse and you can, you know, do things that you've always loved to do. And now you have more time to do it. So- yeah. I was
0: kind of looking forward to it till I read yes, this article. I- so no-, <laughs> no, actually. no, it's true. One interesting thing. I was talking to a friend of mine and she mentioned the freshman 15 and I looked at her. I was like, what? She said, Oh, I- I've heard that. Like when you finally have the empty nest is the mother you put on 15 pounds. Cause you just go out to dinner more. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well watch for that. So there are a lot of cautionary tales, but it's just an interesting perspective that men are deeply feeling this empty nest, but it is kind of a volatile time. And you're right. It's a time to sort of reassess and reevaluate your relationship and figure out what's next. So, uh, get some hobbies. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Just renew your relationship. Don't throw it away. That's what I say. That's what I say. (laughs) All
0: right. Advice from Julie. Excellent. All right. Now, just when you thought the nest was empty, there was another article in the New York Times about the case for delayed adulthood. And this one was by Lauren Steinberg. And I thought this was interesting. Brenna sent this to me, Satellite Sister Brenna. Uh, She's in New Jersey. We have boys the same age. And I know she's having a hard time getting her kids off the couch into college, into whatever their post high school life is going to be. So we bonded over that. And Brenna sent me this one. And, um, in this case, social scientists are making the case that maybe it's an okay idea that, uh, today's 20 somethings have delayed adulthood, um, because what it will do is actually, um, foster novelty seeking and the acquisition of new skills. All right, so Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews?
1: My hair, Liz. My hair from pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have Great hair, because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Prose is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in
0: everything they do. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free-for-year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox.
2: Hey, Does that mean you grow up to be a clown? I get- <laughs> <Italian>? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. whoopee cushion acquisition. No. You know, the idea in 25, you know, in a previous generation, 25, you were married, you would have been, you know, working a a full-time job for a couple of years and you might even have kids. And today's 25-year-olds are more likely to still be students. They're only half as likely to be married and they're 50% more likely to still be receiving financial assistance from their parents. So that all sounds bad, right? That sounds like, uh uh-oh, we've made a huge mistake. Uh, But apparently social scientists have figured out that, um, this is still a period of adolescence in terms of your brain. And the brain has a period of plasticity, plasticity, Julie, think okay, about okay, it. Okay.
2: I'm listening to this, Liam, so carry on during okay. which the brain Plastic is things.
0: highly influenced by experience. So it's an opportunity of, of, it's an opportunity. It's a time of opportunity and vulnerability. There's a time you can learn a lot in this particular time. So if you, for instance, don't go to college or don't continue to learn new skills or don't continue to challenge yourself intellectually, if you get married and gets early and get stuck in early patterns, you shut down the plasticity of your brain.
1: But see, Liam, but that assumes
2: that getting married or like getting a nine to five job is going to shut down your brain. But it does. But it does. But somehow like lying around on the couch
0: watching The Simpsons (laughs) is that is that is better. No, that's not. I mean, they're not saying that you have to go out and have new experiences and learn new skills. They said, just for instance, the difference between marriage, early marriage, where you do settle into patterns. Who's kidding who, right? You settle into patterns. You have a feeling like, well, I'm done with that period of my life. They said, compare that to sort of the dating mode where you have to be on guard and you have to be flexible and you have to be open to new ideas. Like those are two very different experiences for your brain. One will help you retain the plasticity. Julie. I think I'm still retaining plasticity. Maybe that's what I should try. For. I'm retaining waterland, not not <laughs> the empty nest. Jeez. So You know, all that unpredictability is actually good for your brain. So there you go. Yes, you want to get your 20-somethings off the couch. You know, yes, you want to make sure they're not just sitting around smoking and drinking and doing other bad things for them. But it's not necessarily a terrible thing if they haven't settled into a career or a permanent relationship or, you know, even a permanent area of study. That's okay. It can be a boon is what social scientists say. So there you have it. (laughs) Do you buy it? (laughs)
2: I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand that I think your twenties are a period of, you know, great change and, and great develop personal development. Yeah. 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 I think that is true, but I, but the, I, you know, and that you might want to try multiple jobs or, you know, have multiple, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, during this time as you try to find out what's, what's important to you. But, but the idea that like, that you shouldn't be an adult during this period, or that you shouldn't be, you know. I mean, I think they're just attributing a lot of negative. Stereo- old stereotypes to, you know, you know, traditional values such as, you know, as family or work or, you know, job. And they're or really something. just saying,
0: don't get married at 22, get married at 28. You know, that's not eschewing traditional values. It's just saying, don't settle down so quickly. It's not necessarily a bad okay. thing.
2: Okay. But you don't, you know, you're not, I mean, but like staying at your parents' home because you have your the option to do that because you want to explore multiple things, you know, I don't know. There is great value in working too, don't you think? Yeah, no, again,
0: they're not, he's not, the social scientist, the science is not saying lie on the couch at your parents' (laughs) house for, for your twenties. They're actually saying the opposite. It's go out and do interesting things, get educated, acquire new skills, because this will actually help your brain in the long run. So you want to maintain the plasticity, Julie. OK: with demanding and cognitively stimulating activity okay. and, and less repetitiveness and the less exciting role of worker and spouse can close the window of plasticity.
2: Okay. Well, but it, that's fine, but it
0: doesn't, I don't know how you're going to afford to do all that. Man, so. Oh, you can do it. You, you're okay. in your twenties. It's a good time to be poor. All right.
2: All right, then. Well, we have to move on, Leon. We have to move on to fall fashion because there is there's actually a nip in the air here today in Dallas. I, I don't think you have it yet, but but fall is coming, and our good friends at Chicos. You know how much we love those girls at Chicos. We do. I got a catalog, Leon, and I want uh, this is for you. I, I this is some of the big themes that I want you to incorporate into your wardrobe because I, I I feel like you always try to do that lane. You always try to bring a lot of that plasticity to the fashion to the fashion that you wear around yes. town. So number 1, here's your big thing. You got to go wild with a statement jacket. Lane. Okay? okay? You you just got to go wild. It's got to be in a show-stopping color, perhaps animal prints, mm-hmm. okay? And you got you have to find a coat with attitude.
0: Okay? okay. <laughs>
2: Okay. Okay. Now I have coats with missing buttons and stains. I don't, I don't believe I have a coat with an attitude, but this is the time to be fiercely Land. If you have to do one thing this fall, I want to make sure that you go out there and get a coat with an attitude. Okay. Okay.
0: Catitude. Right. Okay. Okay. You got that. Now let's just say
2: you can't afford a new coat. Okay. Which, uh, you know, because you're working on your plasticity. Um, so. (laughs) Or it's 95 and you think, when am I
0: going to wear a coat? Okay. Okay.
2: Well, the other thing, the other next big thing, the theme that you might want to embrace is a long vest. How do you feel? Oh,
0: you know, I, I love vests. Okay. Okay. And, I, and most am vests short. You are I am, more, are I am naked. short. So a long vest, um, that gives me pause, a long vest. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's interesting
2: you say pause. Were you saying pause or pause? Because you should get this long vest in leopard or tiger or lion or Mm. lynx
0: print. What do you think? Nope. 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 You're
2: not doing the long vest. Okay. 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 I've
0: got,
2: how about here's the next big theme that Chicos really wants you to embrace on your cape, on your cardigans, on your ponchos, even on your jackets, and that's or your skirts, fringe. Fringe, Leanne, it's Mm. back. It's yeah. Back in a big way.
0: No? You know, I, I had a poncho with fringe, uh, and it was a fringed poncho with a leopard print. So that was <laughs> like two years ago. So wow. I checked off a lot of boxes. Yeah, and I she- wore it for a year, and then I thought, well, I can't continue to wear this because it, it just it had a it had a lifespan for me. Like I'm a grown woman. I can't wear fringe for the rest of my life. So I I enjoyed it for the one season. And then I passed it on to a friend of mine's young daughter who absolutely loves it. So there, (laughs) there you go. So I think fringe has a short shelf life. So one season of fringe. Yeah, go for it. Okay, Leanne, well, given that you have now rejected the three
2: big themes that I've brought to you, the long vest, the fringe, and the statement jacket, your only other option is gray. Oh, I love gray. I love it. Everything's gray, (laughs) Leanne. So that's your color. That's your go-to color. Okay. That is my go-to color. If you're not going to be bold or fierce with anything else, at least you'll just sort of blend in there. So (laughs) Um, that's... (laughs) Thank you, Julie. <laughs> I mean, I just love reading the Chico's catalog. I, I mean, know. You just, it just, they go places, they just they just put it out there. You know, I mean, it's outrageous, but, you know, it's, its um, I, I enjoy the, the boldness that they bring to it. You know, they have a lot of fun with what they do and I have a lot of fun reading that catalog. <laughs> now, Leanne, I also, the other big trend that I was reading about this week are food trends, okay? And uh, a recent survey that came out about you know you know about people 's habits about when they eat and how they eat, and you know it's not surprising that there are about eleven percent of us that don't have anything in the morning, not even coffee for breakfast, which uh you know i mean they just they just go go to work or you know uh, or go out without eating anything, but do you realize that sixty nine percent of people have indicated that they consume food and beverages past their expiration dates. you ever do that? No. Sixty-nine,
0: seventy 70% or nearly 70% of people eat food past the expiration date? No, I and I'm pretty, yeah, I don't, no, I don't do that. Even a day, like I looked at something the other day, it was a day past, and I was like, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just just so risky. I mean, I mean, the
2: same in this same survey, about seventy percent of people believe in the five second rule that if something falls on the floor, uh, you just you can pick it up and eat it, and there's no problem. Yeah,
0: I just that that I haven't yes wiped it off.
1: Yes, but I it wiped just it off. means
2: it there depends a lot, where it falls.
0: There are, but you had these two statistics <laughs> together.
2: There are a lot of people <laughs> eating dirty old food. Do you realize glasses, right? <laughs> <laughs> on a regular basis. So the, um, now, the, the big winners in food, food trends, you know, everybody with, you know, these are food items with, you know, an upward tra- trajectory are, you know, yogurt, hummus, Mexican food. Frozen sandwiches are big. I don't. I don't get that. But fresh fruit, snack bars. These are all things we are eating more of, even if they're you know past the due date. But we're still eating a lot of those. The big losers are soft drinks. We're drinking less soft drinks. Um, cake, steak, turkey, corn, and sadly, we are not eating toast anymore. Mm-hmm. Ah.
0: Isn't that funny? Because I, this week, I have been enjoying a piece of toast every morning thinking, I love toast. I should eat more toast. Honestly. How about some good jam at the farmer's market? Just having toast and jam. That does sound like a very throwback breakfast, doesn't it? Yes, but I... I It's delicious.
2: I enjoy toast, (laughs) Leanne. I think it's fine if it falls on the floor. You can pick it up fast.
0: (laughs) It's Uh, That is what slightly stale bread is good for. A little bit of toast. Toast (laughs) toast and paninis.
2: So I'm hoping that we can save toast. I, you know, I, I enjoyed turkey and corn, mm-hmm. steak and cake. Uh, I'm not
0: a soft drink uh, drinker, but uh, but I, let's try to save uh, toast, okay? That's a good plan. Yeah, I encourage everybody go out and get one decent jar of jam, and it's going to mm-hmm. turn your whole view of toast right around. I mean, mm-hmm. I got some plum jam this week. I was just trolling around in the kitchen looking for things to spread it on. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ooh, and toast that's is creative mind hearted work uh, yes oh my god what else can i eat this jam on it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and
2: those are my big reports on fashion and food brought to you. All
0: right, Julie. I have one movie review before we move on to Sister Satchnatch. One um, movie review for you. I think you would enjoy this movie. uh it, it was a romantic comedy that came out about six months ago. I tried uh relentlessly to get my husband to see it in the theater. He would not go with me. So it popped up last week on my, um you know, my Directv pay per view. He was out of town I know your husband travels a lot so I want to mm-hmm. re- recommend words and pictures
2: oh really oh I haven't seen this okay
0: it stars Clive Owen and oh, for goodness sake the woman's name has just gone out of my head but she's uh Juliette banache okay oh, so
2: she's very cute she's beautiful
0: and you know yeah. it is a uh, it's not a perfect movie uh but there are perfect scenes in the movie oh, okay. so that's what I would say it is a romantic comedy uh for grown-ups uh it's a very wordy screenplay but i like that it features clive owen did i mention that it features yes. clive owen um, I, I even that. though again a flawed character clive owen juliet panache's character flawed character but there is a lot to enjoy in it so i just wanted to pass that on as someone who i know enjoys trolling around the dials at night alone yes. <laughs> Your husband is out of town, so you should enjoy this movie. Okay, Lee, I will. I will check that out. Words and pictures. Yes. Thank you for that recommendation. Okay. Um, We are the Satellite Sisters. You can always go to our blog satellitesisters.com if you want to find out. Usually I put links from the show there. Today I mentioned I would put a link to the, uh, the baby books by month there. That's a good place to start if you're looking for something. Many of you don't know, but there is a search feature on our website too. So every once in a while I'll get an email about a recipe or this or a book recommendation, give that search feature a whirl. It actually works. It actually works. It surprises me sometimes that I was like, okay, oh, yeah, we have that search feature. <laughs> you know, I mean, our blog isn't the most up to date platform, but uh, we have a, a functioning search feature. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Sat Sisters, become a member of our Facebook group, which is very lively. Mm-hmm. So just uh, send us a request and you will be approved. Um, if you're not spam or selling sunglasses, yes, we'd be happy to approve you. Um, so, and then remember to share the sisters. Thank you. many of you did this week share the sisters after our podcast and we appreciate that all right now is the time for sister sassnatch this is it just appears to be an occasional review of the outlander tv series um this was a particularly big episode though so we're going to spend some time on this this was the outlander wedding episode i will tell you basically i give you a If you're not not watching the TV show, I think you'll still enjoy Sister Sassnatch. If you haven't watched the TV show, you can pick up the books and you can still enjoy Sister Sassnatch. Um, So finally, our time-traveling nurse, Claire, marries our young Scottish Highlander, uh, Jamie, because of a political, uh, situation and some legal issues. It's kind of like trying to get her green card. That's what Claire had to do. So she was set up in this marriage to marry the young Scottish Highlander. She is already married in 1945, but she is not married in 1735. <laughs> yeah, don't let that bother you. Yeah. Well, it bothered her a little, but she got over it. Uh, as, soon- <laughs> As soon as she saw Jamie the Highlander in that kilt sarong that we're gonna talk about. Ooh. So, in the, Julie, I know you didn't read the book, but in the book, The Wedding Night Alone is 50 pages all right so pages yeah oh
3: yeah oh yeah
0: (laughs) so if you are wondering like huh how close is this to the book though the structure of this particular episode is kind of a look back in time over the wedding we come to find out before the wedding claire being a married woman is an experienced woman in the bedroom jamie our young highlander apparently not so uh there are many attempts to consummate uh the marriage in the course of the night because again according to the law that's what has to happen. But then they also told us the story of how the marriage came to be and how certain aspects of the wedding came to be. And I would just say, as someone who read the books 20 years ago, worth the wait, my friend. <laughs> worth oh, the wait.
2: Oh, I mean, you've been, you've been waiting for 20 years yeah. to see this visually. Well, I, I mean, I, I have not read the book, leanne. But I have enjoyed this series. But this is really what we've been waiting for over the weeks of these episodes. That you you have these looks, these glances, these touches, these you know uh, occasional brushes up against each other. But but nothing, nothing. (laughs) Leon, it left left me gobsmacked. You know that word, gobsmacked? (laughs) Yes. It's a Scottish (laughs) expression for holy cow. (laughs)
0: Holy cow! Yeah, it's TVM, and it was definitely TVM. De- you know, not leaving a lot to the imagination, but enough. I actually thought um, it was very tastefully done, Julie. Until it was just tasty, frankly. I mean, there. <laughs> That's. That's... Yeah. I I watched it twice just to make sure I had um you know professional accuracy when we oh. talked about it. <laughs> (laughs) It's so funny you say that, Liam, because I wanted to
2: watch it this morning before this podcast again. I just thought, I was like, well,
0: I saw it last night, but I bet it would be good in the morning too. Yes. (laughs) I I see. There will be things that you were too embarrassed to notice the first time. You will notice the second time. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I want to go in and review it. But let's let's pull out some of the highlights. For me, Julie, I would say there were three highlights. Uh, And just in general, these are inanimate objects, yet somehow... the middle of a lot of animate objects these things (laughs) stood out to me um first of all all men should be issued a plaid sarong okay we've talked about the kilts they've been wearing like how they kind of wrap them up like it's a pareo or a sarong and Mm -hmm. this one that plaid the fraser plaid it just took on a life of its own didn't it it had it,
2: it was it was dreamy
0: and uh, that there's no doubt about it it uh, had uh, historical meaning it like brought jamie to think about his family and his mother and yet it was also used as a prop at certain <laughs> points in yes it was consummation yes. scenes which was really effective i thought mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. the other thing that really stood out to me holy moly that wedding dress I mean,
2: it was, it was gorgeous. And I, I'm sure that it will become a fashion trend in upcoming weddings that people will, uh, will copy that style. I mean, she looked magnificent in it. Now I know they got it at a whorehouse, but but just, just put that out of your mind. Okay. (laughs) Just put that out of your mind. Okay. She
0: looked magnificent in it. I mean, it was just, it was really special. It was. I did some research on it. I, after watching it, and then I had to go read all the blogs and see all the gifts and go to the Twitter and like come back and then watch it again. So, uh, but the dress itself actually took four months to make. It took several dressmakers four months to make. That's the hand stitching and the embroidery. And I guess at one point they changed the colors. They changed the location of the wedding. And so it was darker. And then they wanted to lighten it up. And the, here's an interesting thing. The um, costume designer is actually married to Ron Moore, the, produce, the executive producer of the show. Okay. Um, they met on the show Carnival. So she wanted to recreate sort of the specialness of their romance uh, on that on that um, movie set or show set by like putting it all into the wedding dress. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very touching. It was very touching.
2: (laughs) There was was a lot of touching. There was a lot of touching. Yes, indeed, Liam. That is (laughs) true.
0: And then I would like to single out the pearls. Uh wow, Claire, oh, 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 the pearls. <laughs> Claire really enjoyed those pearls, didn't yes, she? she? It was <laughs> Man,
2: who, who
0: knew they had Scottish pearls? Huh. I... Yeah, who knew? I don't yeah. know, man, if you're looking for the perfect gift, I suggest long pearls. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so... What would you think, Joel? Yeah, I
2: that's that's it, leanne I mean, they, when when he oh oh boy, you're
0: taking me back there. I,
2: yeah. I can barely speak, Liam. Just thinking about the pearls. So yes, that is an ideal gift, and they don't have to watch <laughs> Outlander. Just long pearls, perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Leanne, the we- I think that many of the uh the wedding elements will be co- I'll be looking to see if people copy these. I mean when you th- candlelight ceremonies everybody has those, right? Yeah. They had said that dubious minister. Okay, we have that.
0: We right. Have- <laughs> right, the classic drunk priest. Well he yes, was sick, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: The overbearing relatives. Yeah, there were people there. <laughs> I love the sentimental ring, Liam. That was a nice thing, right? That was it was uh very meaningful and I think Claire enjoyed that. Um do you think the bloodletting will take on Not- <laughs> as as as, as a, um, um, a device
0: in marriage ceremonies and that they, I couldn't watch it the first time. And I really couldn't watch it the second time. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> so they they made small slits. I mean, I hope they didn't get any
2: blood on that dress. Oh gosh. I know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and then they, uh, they, you know, small slits in their wrists and then they tied their wrists together as a bond. Uh, so, so it really was a pretty good wedding ceremony, I think. Yes, so they, yes, it was. I think much better than her one that that, uh, that she had in 1945 yes. in the whole time travel continuum. So, okay. Can I, I know you were talking about inanimate objects, mm-hmm. but just Jamie in his shirt, Leanne. Can wow. we talk about that? Okay. When he was just parade it was a long night
0: this is a very long and full night it's okay very long they really get to know each other don't they yeah. emotionally and otherwise yep. yes. yeah yes yes they do um uh, but just Jamie in that shirt while was sort of parading
2: around. Uh, I was also struck that there wasn't much privacy on their wedding night. No. I mean, people were coming in, they were going out, uh, they were having food. I, I mean, there was just, there was a lot of coming and His go- uncle
0: made a pass
2: at her, Dougal. <laughs> yeah. What about Dougal, Leanne? I know you've always been, you've, you had uh, high hopes for him, but what do you
0: think about He's that? He's a powerful figure. He's a powerful figure. That's what I would say. You know, I, you know, he needs a, that's, can't all be sunshine and roses there in Scotland. So he's a powerful figure. She's got to, they've got to stay on their toes with Dougal on their, on their heels. Yep. <laughs> that's what I would say. So, and if you have not seen this episode, but, uh, but I'm
2: sure you realize by, by now there is some nudity in this, yeah. in this episode, but you know, I mean, it was the most beautiful nudity i
1: I mean, I mean, oh my gosh! When she she took off his clothes,
0: you know what, Julie? You know what I thought in my mind? I thought I think that's what my husband and I look like when we're naked. (laughs) That's that's what I'm going to imagine. Okay, Leon. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. In our all of us in our minds, that's what we look like. Those two people. Those that couple.
2: I, this is like the first time I was like, thumbs up on time travel, because if this is what time travel gives you, this kind of nudity, I'm all for it. I compare and contrast with the uh, the HBO series, The Girls, where there's a lot of realistic nudity, okay? No, take me back to 1735, okay? I don't like that stuff that
0: I see on TV in 2013, okay? Time travel, So that is good. Well, interestingly, I saw an interview with uh, the author Diana Gabaldon, and she was defending, you know, the the you know the sex in the book basically. And she said, "Listen, this is not a romance. This the story. This is a story about a relationship, a passionate relationship that lasts for many years. So those are two completely different things. So hear ye, hear ye! Way way to go, Diana." (laughs) <laughs> yeah she did she, she did a fine job and they
2: did a fine job executing this so and I think the other thing that's very appealing for women watching this yeah. is is sort of the role obviously the role reversal you know where Jamie is the innocent one um and it's Claire who's the teacher and uh uh that that's uh Jamie I Seems
0: surprised and
2: delighted by his teacher, don't you think? (laughs) That's
0: that's true. You know, there's a reason why 25 million copies of her books have sold. You know, she taps into something, and I don't think it's Scottish history, basically. (laughs) So she definitely taps into something, but I thought it was a really good episode. Very well done. Very well done. Lived up to, I think, the reader's expectations, and for someone like you that didn't quite know what was coming down uh, down the line, you enjoyed it as well. Aren't...
2: I I'm going to watch it again later today. I, I think mean, you I... should.
0: Yeah, make some more notes, will you? <laughs> and somehow there's like a mid-season finale next week. So yes. I don't know when it comes back. So if you're not watching it, uh you have time to find a friend with stars and go rewatch the entire first se- season. You won't be disappointed. You um, will not. Yeah. You will not. Yeah. So we're getting a mid-season finale. All I know is, Julie, I went, I watched that episode and I had reread the first book, Outlander. I went right down and downloaded Dragonfly and Amber. I started reading that again. <laughs> I, you're really going down deep on those 50 pages. I then? am. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And, you know, got myself some whiskey. There was a lot of whiskey consumed. That's, a, that's the other thing. A lot of whiskey consumed. But it seemed worth it. Seemed seemed to do the trick. So uh, well done. Well well done, Outlander. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. We've got to wrap it up because Julie has to go watch the show again. Um, (laughs) uh, Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.
3: I know just where you are. I